We talked about Disney having some troubles yesterday. Uh, well, they've got more problems. I just couldn't cover them yesterday. So let's talk about them. Tensions between Iran and the United States are growing and we're not really paying attention to it because the Biden administration is weak and letting Iran do whatever they want, and so we can't talk about it. We're going to talk about it a little bit, and California is about to implement a new law to protect children. Believe it? No, no, no. It's not that one where... It's not that one. You can still cut the balls off your, your 10-year-old, but it, 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 it's one that I actually kind of agree with. Let's talk about it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, happy Thursday. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics, last podcast of the week. Uh, so, first thing, I, I want to talk about something. So, Little Nas X, apparently, tomorrow is going to release a new video. And I haven't talked about it. I've seen it around, and I decided, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Little Nas X has a new video coming out. Supposedly, it's a pro-Christian video. Um, it's not. In his teasers, he has been as blasphemous as ever. Uh, one, he of course, he's being crucified. Uh, the other shows him dressed up as Christ, chewing on the host and on the the wine that you receive, the blood of Christ that you receive during communion. Uh, it just, you know, I got to tell you, one might wonder why I don't talk about it, because this is clear blasphemy. It's clear, it's just a terrible way to be. It's clearly going out and insulting everybody. And the reality is the reason I don't talk about it is because it's not something new. It's old, it's boring. Now, Little Nas X, of course, he did his video where he was giving, um, he was humping Satan or giving Satan a lap dance and a pole dance as the devil and the whole thing. And you know something that was got him attention for about 15 minutes. And now no one's paying attention to him again. That video by itself was enough reason for him to win new artist of the year and crap. But then everyone forgot about him. Why? Well, one, because Sam Smith came along and did exactly the same thing. So his devil-worshipping talents or his devil-worshipping shtick was something that was just already diverted. The video wasn't that good, okay? Two, it's kind of a turnoff. People don't like that stuff. Normal people do not like that stuff. And I mean normal as in not me who's political, but just the guy next door. He will look at this and say, I, I don't really like that. And three, three, it's just, it's old. It's been done before. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't number three, but it is. But three, it's because he's no talented. The song sucked. There was not, I mean, that's the whole thing. If he had done just a straight video with him singing, guess what? No one would watch the video because the video sucked. But because he's giving a lap dance to the devil, everyone loves his... Well, he's doing the same thing with his next album coming out. He's basically playing Jesus Christ. He says it's not an insult. He doesn't mean to insult anybody. The media, of course, is calling him brave. But here's the thing. It's not brave. It's not brave because um, everybody makes fun of Christians. Marilyn Manson was doing the same thing in the back in the 80s and 90s. This is nothing new. 
absolutely nothing new. Marilyn Manson was the first guy that was was thrown up on a cross. We've had the image of the Virgin Mary thrown in piss, for Christ's sake. We had a painting of the Virgin Mary done with feces, for Christ's sake. What is he doing that's any different than anybody else? The best way to handle this whole thing, honestly, is just ignore it. And by the way, the, the media is screaming about this being brave. No, what would have been brave if he did the same thing with Muhammad of the Islamic religion? That would have been brave. Because in Islam, they don't tolerate that. They just kill you. Christianity used to do that. And that's why everyone points to Christianity and says Christianity is bad. It's because we, we used to, uh, uh, Catholics used to put people, burn people at the stake for being apostates or heretics. We used to do that. We don't do that anymore. Islam does. They love Islam, but they still do it. Honor killing and stuff like that still happens in Islam. I don't know. I guess that's not considered cruel, but Christians, 800, uh, I'm sorry, it's been almost, it's been over a thousand years. They, They did it and Christianity is bad, but whatever. Here's the thing with this whole little Nas X. His, his video is coming out tomorrow. Um, I don't care. I'm not going to watch it. His music sucks. There's nothing good about his music. And I know he's just going to be anti-religious. And the media will praise him. And he'll win awards at the next Grammys. And, and bullshit like that. Who cares? And, and that's why I don't really talk about it. You be prepared. on Online tomorrow. Uh, you go to X, you go to TikTok, they'll be talking about it. You know what? I just talked about it. That's all I'm going to say about it because it's stupid. Now let's get to some uh, news. Okay, well, we do have some news. Uh, first thing, Chris Christie has decided to suspend his presidential campaign. And the only thing I've got to say is finally, he was going nowhere. I think he had like 8% of the vote. So we'll have to see where his votes go. A lot of them probably are going to go to Nikki Haley. Uh, I don't know why a lot of them won't go to DeSantis, but it's such a small number. I don't think it's really that relevant. I don't think he was really a big thing anyway. So good for him. It's about time that he stopped wasting money. Uh, so we'll see what's going on. Of course, he took his parting shots to Donald Trump. It's just a waste of time. Politics has gotten so stupid. I mean, any other, 20 years ago, if a guy had numbers like Chris Christie, he would have been gone way before the caucuses. This guy, the caucuses in five days and he decides to stick around. What a waste of time. Uh, Nick Saban, the coach of the Alabama college football team, is retiring. He coached for 17 years. He won six NCAA football championships and was known to be the highest paid public servant in Alabama history, earning about a million dollars a year. Uh, I was never, I'm never, was never a big fan of Alabama. I don't like Alabama. Uh, he's going to be a tough one to follow. I would not want to be the coach of Alabama right now. And I was watching the high school all-star football game, uh, whatever they call it. And a bunch of people joined Alabama just to get on, just because of Nick Saban. It's going to be really interesting to see 
if you're a college football fan. If you're not, you don't care. And to be honest with you, I'm a college football fan, but I, I don't care that much. Uh, the transfer portal is going to go on fire this week. Because you know all those people that wanted to join the Alabama football team, and there were a bunch that wanted, and they were all top 100 players that wanted to join the Alabama football team are now going to say, oh, F this. I'm not going to join. I'll transfer to Georgia or something. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think this really is going to throw uh, the whole foot, the whole transfer thing, recruit thing into chaos. So we'll have to see. I'm going to watch some um, sports news. Not sports news, but sports talk shows. Colin Cowherd, for example. L- listen to what he's got to say, because I think he, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Not only that, uh, Bill Belichick, and this just broke about five minutes ago, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots of the NFL have parted ways. Now, I'm not shocked here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out here, and this is gonna be heretical if I if for any of these Boston folks that are listening to this, Bill Belichick was one of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. I I, I know he was the coach when they won six championships. Yeah, he didn't do dick when Tom Brady and Gronkowski both left. It was Tom Brady. It was Gronkowski. They're the ones that actually won those six championships. He did not have anything on those teams outside of Tom Brady. Those teams were very mediocre teams without Tom Brady and Gronkowski. Their defense was never any good. Their receivers were very iffy. Their their line was not... Offensive and defensive lines were not very good. It was Tom Brady that carried that team. So Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots, not a shock. There's going to be big, again big rumblings in the sports world, and I just don't understand why. And by the way, I think Brett Favre, who owns just about every football record out there, I think he was an overrated quarterback. Brett Favre, yeah, he he led the league in, in touchdowns. You know what he also led the league in? Interceptions. Brett Favre was a, he was a from the seat of his pants kind of guy, and he played like that. He lost as many games as he won. And, you know, he won only one Super Bowl. So, me saying that someone is overrated, not that big of a thing. Uh, Bill Belichick was definitely overrated in football. Uh, so was Brett Favre. I, I Big deal. But what this does, and this is kind of exciting San Diego Chargers fans, this kind of opens him up to come to San Diego. Uh, San Diego Chargers want to... want a big-name coach because they fired their coach this year, which is about time. Uh, San Diego has a ton of talent that just hasn't been exploited. That talent has... And they're going to get draft picks this year because they they suck so bad. So the Chargers are really going to be... look. They're looking at two... They're looking at two people. They're looking at Bill Belichick and they're looking at Jim Harbaugh. Now, if I were Bill Belichick, I'd just retire. Uh, there's there's nothing to gain here. You ended your season bad. Just finish it. But he's also an egomaniac. So a team like the Chargers may turn him on, and he may decide to sign with them. Uh, rumor has it the Chargers really want Jim Harbaugh, but Jim Harbaugh kind of wants to stay with Michigan. He just won a national championship. Uh, he may want to stay with Michigan. 
But and if they do, then Bill Belichick would be obvi- the obvious choice. And the Chargers do have money; they would sign him for quite a bit. We'll have to see. Two committees in, in the other piece of news: two committees in the House of Representatives have voted to find Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. Yay! Who cares? I mean, they should. It's fine, but it's do nothing. This is this is zero. I. Who cares? Hunter Biden, this isn't even the worst thing Hunter Biden is facing legally. He's looking at major issues with uh, taxes, major issues with fraud. I, You know what? Stop going after the little fish. This is what I say to Republicans. Impeach Joe Biden. Stop messing around. It, yes, it, it will not get through uh, the Senate. That's fine. But impeach Joe Biden. And it's not because you want to impeach him and say, Joe Biden's been impeached. No. The reason you want to impeach Joe Biden is because during those hearings, we're going to hear everything that Congress has concerning Joe Biden's corruption and Hunter Biden's corruption. That's what we want to hear. And I I will be the first one sitting in front of the TV listening to those hearings. And by the way, then telling you about them because those hearings... I got to be honest with you, they're really boring. But the reality is, this is important stuff. And Joe Biden is the most corrupt president I think we've had ever in history. And we've went through a civil war. So that means something. And finally, Iranian forces have seized an oil tanker in the Gulf of Oman. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, the United States actually seized that vessel in the first place. It's an Iranian vessel. It was illegally in the Gulf of Oman. The United States seized it. They seized a million barrels of Iranian oil on that ship. And by the way, Iran was under an embargo, so they should not have been floating in the Sea of Oman. Basically, what they've been doing is they've been sending weapons to the different countries over there, and so the United States said, you're not allowed. But here's the thing. Iran is just doing what they want to do. And this administration is not doing anything. You've got the Houthis throwing a fit and, and shooting people at the in the Red Sea, taking over ships in the Red Sea. You've got the Hamas just spinning their flicking their nose at us. You've got uh, now Hezbollah is getting loud. You know what you and China is watching this and they're saying Okay, uh, when do the tides go down so we can attack Taiwan? All this stuff is happening in the world. Do you know how Joe Biden can handle all this stuff? It's really easy. Kill them. Houthis? You're having a problem with the Houthis? Shoot them. Kill them. Use your weaponry. I understand you don't want to spend, you know, a million-dollar missile shooting a $47.99 boat you can get over at... uh, some camping store, but shoot it anyway. Take it down, blow it up. That's what they're there for. And that'll scare Iran. And I think Iran needs some scaring right now. But see, that requires you to show some strength. Do you know how you solve this whole problem with Iran? You elect someone other than Joe Biden. You elect a Donald Trump or a a Ron DeSantis who will walk in there on the first day and say, Iran, back off, or we're going to bomb the crap out of you. 
Don't forget, even though Donald Trump never had a war in his four years as president, he did threaten. And the problem was these countries, they believed him. So they stayed away. All right, let's get to our dumbasses of the day. Okay, so we got some real winners today. I, I had a choice of three of them. And I decided to go with all three, simply because they they were actually pretty funny. So one was act, was kind of scary. So let, let's go through our first one. So our first one is comes courtesy of the View. What a bloody shock, right? The View hasn't. I haven't covered the View in a few days. There's got to be something stupid they said, and yes, they did. They did have something stupid to say. Here's Whoopi Goldberg pushing for Liz Cheney to run as a third-party candidate and uh, so that Donald Trump won't be president and we won't fall into dictatorship. Listen. Do you see yourself and, I, and would you ever consider being the conduit to that third party? Because I don't know if, if the Republican Party, as we, as we knew it, will survive this. Because if he ever gets in again, we'll never have any more elections. There will be no more. He will stop it. And and he's very clear about that. He wants to be dictator for life. Okay? So I wonder, would you ever consider, please, would you please mm-hmm. <laughs> consider being that person? Because I got to tell you, it. I was really, I don't understand how people can say, we're with you, we're with you, we're with you. And then when you need them, they go, oh, but we're with him now. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. And I don't understand how you find the grace not to be pissed at folks. Oh, I'm you're not. You're mad at them, but you're yeah. not pissed at them. Because if you were pissed at them, you would have given up on them. Yeah. And you haven't. Oh, well, And so, would yeah. you? Look, I, I think I'm that... I'm begging you. <laughs> See, I'm not sure of what's worse in this video. Is the stupid things, the fear-mongering that Whoopi is making. You know, Donald Trump... Donald Trump's already been president. He wasn't a dictator when he became president. He, I'm sorry. He's done this before. It's not like if Donald Trump becomes president, it's going to be some mystery as to what he's going to do. He was already president. He served... He didn't became a dic- become a dictator. And when he comes president this time, he only has four years. That's it. Four years and he's done. And by the way, if he was going to be a dictator, he left office. He didn't order the army for anything. He didn't do anything. Yes, he didn't agree with the election results. I don't agree with the election results either. I think the more, the longer we sit here with Joe Biden, the more it looks like bullshit. But that's not the big thing here, is how stupid is Liz Cheney that she believes that Whoopi really wants Liz Cheney to actually become president? I mean, Whoopi's basically saying we want you to run for office so you can take votes away from Trump, which, to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure where that road is. Because Liz Cheney in the Republican Party is extremely unpopular. She wasn't popular in Wyoming. So I'm not exactly sure where people get this impression she's really popular in the Republican Party. Maybe she'll pull 
a few voters, but I, I, I don't see it. But Liz Cheney seems to think that Whoopi wants her to win. No, they want to use you as a pawn to pull votes from Donald Trump so Joe Biden wins again. And she's just like, oh, you know, I'm in her self-important. That's the whole problem I have with Liz Cheney. She's got this self-important narcissistic air about her. She thinks the world of herself. And she thinks everyone who doesn't agree with her is, she's just like a Democrat. As a matter of fact, she is a, the definition of a rhino, Republican in name only. She doesn't give a shit about the Republican Party. But hey, that's it. I mean, that's what you're going to be hearing for the next year. It, everything is going to be, the world is going to end and Donald Trump's uh, going to take over the world and crap like that. He's the Mr. Evil of Republican politics. And he will be Mr. Evil until four years from now when DeSantis runs for president again, and then he will be Mr. Evil and the dictator and a Nazi. It's how things work. The reason Donald Trump's a Nazi now is because he's going to win the primary. In four years, when someone else wins the primary in the Republican Party, they'll be the Nazi dictator. Okay, here's Eric Adams, and... You know, he doesn't know how to handle this migrant crisis. He's the New York City mayor. And so he's come up with a swell idea. Now, this is not a swell idea. Uh, I, I, I also think this could lead to some very bad things. So let's listen to Eric Adams. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, to go to the faith-based uh, locales and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, they are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations, and some of those corporations... See, essentially, new, the mayor has no idea what to do with all these illegal aliens. And he doesn't know where to put them. He's now putting them in high schools, and New Yorkers are throwing a fit. So what he figures he'll do is he'll take some money that they have allocated for something else take that money which is tax money by the way and that's my big point here and pay people to take illegal aliens in and house them okay i got a couple of problems with this the first problem is he wants to take taxpayer money that was allocated to something else that they haven't used well here's the thing you admit that people are having problems in New York, that things have gotten way more, way too expensive. People are struggling. Why don't you take that tax money, that $4.3 billion, and give it back to the taxpayers since you're not going to use it for what uh, you, were, you were allocating it for? You took that money from taxpayers. Why don't you give it back to them? It's their money. And I'm not talking give it back to all the poor. That's redistribution. I don't believe that. You give that money back to the people who gave it to you. It, it amazes me how free willy the government is with your money. The government makes no money. The government does nothing. 
They'll take your money and then they'll waste your money on something that you do not benefit from. And then when they have a surplus because they didn't allocate it, we'll just say, oh, well, we're going to spend it on illegal aliens. So this is not a real popular thing with New Yorkers in the first place. Because New Yorkers are saying illegal aliens shouldn't be in New York. They are saying this now. And it's not just New York. They're saying that in Chicago, too. They're saying that in Baltimore. They're saying it in Washington, D.C. They're saying it in Richmond, Virginia. They're saying it in Boston. They're even saying it in San Francisco and Los Angeles. So what are you spending taxpayer money on that's supposed to be allocated for something that benefits the citizen to give it to people to benefit illegal aliens. Very unpopular. Now, this is a scary part of what he's saying. Um, how close are we to this governor, this mayor, saying, and it'll be supported by the governor. Don't kid yourself. The governor is a far leftist. Forcing private property to take illegal aliens. It'll start with the churches. They'll sit there and force the churches. They'll sit, sit, sit there and tell the churches, you guys, guys got a re, uh, religious exemption from taxes. Now you have to house illegal aliens. How close are we to that? And then it, that's only a step from, well, you have an extra room in your apartment. You can house an illegal alien family. How close are we to that? Yes, it violates the Constitution. But when does the left ever have a problem with violating the Constitution? They don't care. So how soon is that going to happen? Well, I, I'm going to give you a little hint on something. It's going to be sooner than you think. Like this year, if they don't shut down the border. And finally, here's a moron from San Francisco, of course. She's making a public comment about the fact that Safeway has decided to close its stores in San Francisco. She's a young woman, and you can tell by her language that the reason Safeway closed was because of social justice warriors like her stupid ass. Let's listen to what she said, because this is just funny. I'm here to speak about the closing of Safeway. I was deeply um, angered to hear about the sudden closure because it is not only unconscionable, it is cruel, it is mean, it is disheartening to think that we have to come here in 2024 to defend food, um, food justice. It is completely, when you look at the demographic of the people who live around that Safeway, it is a lot of seniors. Where are they supposed to shop? Where are they supposed to go? It is not only a grocery store, it is a pharmacy. It is a bank. And when I heard them reference that. Okay, so she's talking about food justice. Food justice. Because of Safeway. You know you know what population? She said there are a lot of old, older people, elderly there. You know who else is all, all, there all the time? Criminals and homeless. That's who's there too. That's why Safeway closed. You think Safeway closed because of of they, they don't believe in food justice, whatever that is? No, they close there because they can't keep their business running because this, the city council in San Francisco has decided to 
let the homeless and the criminals out and the homeless roam and the drug addicts roam? And you, Miss Food Justice, are the reason because you voted for those people. And you know she voted for those people. You know she voted because she's up there talking about it in front of the city council. Well, let me, let me give you the old double-barreled middle finger. You deserve what you get. I, Safeway is not going to be... I mean, Safeway's closing. Rite Aid is closed over there. Nordstrom's has closed in downtown. The mall is practically empty now. <coughs> um, you've got gro- bunches of grocery stores have closed down. Costco has closed down. You, I, you, Walmart has shut down. Of course they're shutting down because they're tired of people stealing crap from them. Because when push comes to shove, they need to be able to make a profit. And if they're losing money because 50% of their product is being stolen, they'll say F it and they will leave. And you guys are getting absolutely everything you deserve. I really need to go up to San Francisco one more time to take a look at it. I'd really like to do just walk through downtown, um, downtown San Francisco, armed of course, uh, just to see the disaster that is downtown. The last time my wife and I went, we actually stayed in. Um, we actually stayed by the wharf. The wharf was dirty as sin. It smelled like piss, but it still was somewhat more controlled because it is a tourist area. Downtown, you could see when we were driving through downtown to get to the wharf, you could see the place was a disaster. It was, I mean, just homeless everywhere. It was incredible. So, San Francisco, congratulations. And this moron here, you got to understand, that's what you voted for. Stop voting for that. All right, let's get to our first story. So, yesterday we were talking about Disney and how Disney is falling apart. They decided to hire some woke documentarian from Pakistan to do the next uh, Star Wars film. And we can already tell that's falling apart. Well, Disney's got another problem. Uh, their IP, some of their most famous IP, intellectual property, is beginning to expire as far as their as far as their copyrights. Copyright licensing, by the way, only lasts ninety five years. After ninety five years, the copyright expires, and that's it. So, so they're running out of they're running out of copyright on some of their older stuff. Now, this doesn't apply to things like I Cinderella. The Little Mermaid. You can't copy The Little Mermaid, but The Little Mermaid. Um, what's the other one? Snow White. Because you you might notice. Well, there's a lot of people doing Snow White, right? The Daily Wire is doing a version of Snow White. So there've been dozens of copies of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Well, that's something they don't have a copyright on because that's not written by them. That's written by the. Uh, the Brothers Grimm. So people will take some of the ancient fairy tales and they'll actually work with it. So Daily Wire, for example, doesn't need Disney's permission to work on Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. They'll just change the title of the film probably to what the Brothers Grimm wrote and then make the movie based off the Brother Grimm's movie. Don't forget, Snow White and the Brothers Grimm, yeah, very different. 
The Brothers Grimm is ver- Snow White is a very dark, dark story. Don't forget, the Brothers Grimm fairy tra- tales weren't meant for kids. They were meant for adults. That's why they wrote it. Only adult- adults could read. Anyway, one of their famous pieces, their first pieces of IP, has expired as far as the copyright goes. And now people are going to take some advantage of it. So this is coming from the Daily Wire. A new movie featuring Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse is currently in the works, per Variety Report. Disney's copyright of Steamboat Willie expired Monday, along with its right to the original versions of Mickey and Minnie Mouse, though the company still holds holds copyrights for more than more modern versions of these iconic characters. Steamboat Willie is an animated short from 1928 that is widely considered the debut of Mickey and Minnie Mouse characters. However, Mickey doesn't look the same as the modern versions of the cartoon. According to NPR, he's more rascally and rough. Independent filmmaker Stephen Lamorte released a statement announcing his intentions to capitalize on the new development by making Mickey the main character in a horror flick. Quote, Steamboat Willie has brought joy to generations, but beneath the cheerful exterior lies a potential for pure and unhinged terror. The Mord said in a press that's just so stupid. The Mord said in a press release per the outlet, quote, it's a project I've been dreaming of and I can't wait to unleash this twisted take on this beloved character to the world. Lamorte also directed The Mean One, 2022, a horror film starring the Dr. Zeus character, The Grinch. The movie grossed one million in theaters. Okay, now you may recall that, of course, Disney is flipping out. They've already said they're going to they're going to do something. I don't know what they're going to do. They're probably going to take this guy to court. I've seen some of the pictures of this film he's trying to do, this, this horror film. It's basically a guy with a Mickey Mouse mask on. It's not Mickey Mouse. And don't forget, this is crap they are doing. So, for example, Winnie the Pooh also expired. And they did a Winnie the Pooh horror mystery where Christopher Robbins goes back to wherever he go, wherever he used to live. And he actually abandoned Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and Tigger and all that. And they all became serial killers. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, the movie is supposed to be terrible. I haven't seen it. But this is the crap that people are doing. They're basically corrupting all of Disney's IP that they have no control over anymore. Now, these movies are not great. I mean, but at least now with Steamboat Willie, before they actually make changes to it, like Mickey becomes a transgender black person or whatever. He's in Steamboat Willie. Mickey is black and white. So there's, uh, I downloaded it just so I can have it. But it's just, <laughs> yeah, Disney, they're going to have to spend some money, legal money to, to fight here. I don't think they have a case. I don't think they're going to do anything with it. And this movie is not going to make a dime. I mean, it's not going to make a dime. I have no desire. I love horror movies. I have no desire to see this. But it's interesting to see that Disney is now beginning to be faced. And, and what's really interesting about this is if you think about it, um, Disney has come up with so little in the past 20 years that now 
they're worried about their old stuff. They're worried about stuff that people can now mess with. And it really shows, it is a, it is a contrast on how they really have nothing anymore. That they have to really protect their old stuff. So, interesting stuff. But that isn't the only bad news for Disney. This is also from the Daily Wire. And by the way, the Daily Wire can't stand Disney because they think they've destroyed everything good in our civilization. So, here's here's what they had to say here. Disney isn't the top-performing movie studio in 2023. Universal overtook Disney to steal the top spot from the House of Mouse, largely thanks to... Big hits last year, including the Super Mario Brothers movie, Oppenheimer, and Megan, per Variety Reports. These other projects brought in a collective $4.907 billion in the worldwide ticket sales, pushing Disney to second place. Now, I, Oppenheimer was a really good movie. Megan was pretty good. I liked it. Super Mario Brothers movie? Really? You guys got beaten by the Super Mario Brothers movie? Continuing, this is the first time Disney hasn't been the highest grossing studio since 2015. Disney released 17 new films in 2023, earning the studio $4.827 billion globally. Those titles included Guardians of the Galaxy 3, that was supposed to be a good movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was absolutely terrible and lost money. And The Little Mermaid, absolutely terrible, and lost money. Plus others. Those others were movies that didn't make a dime. Per Variety, the studio sent a memo blaming the fall, their fall from the top earning, uh, from top of releasing few, seven fewer movies than Universal did last year, which they used as an excuse for the $80 million revenue gap. Okay, so, yeah, no, that's not why. People aren't going to see your movies. Don't go, This is the problem with woke. They don't see any, they don't see the reality in front of them. If they did, you know what they do? Not keep releasing the same crap they always release. I mean, what's their excuse for their service losing 80 million subscribers? What's their excuse there? Is that because, oh, well, uh, uh, YouTube TV did better or had more channels? What is exactly is their excuse? They can't see that the entire company is imploding, right? They can't see the entire company is imploding. They can't see that they release a movie like The Little Mermaid, which makes six, seven hundred million dollars. And they need to make a billion dollars to make anything, but people get tired of it and just don't bother going in. I mean, other movies they created this year, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, The Marvels, and Haunted Mansion. The Marvels was was a bust. It, it made something like $300 million, and it again required, required something like a billion to make. The Haunted Mansion didn't even make it in theaters. That one was on Disney Plus five minutes after it was released, and they had some big stars in that. When are they going to sit back and say, hey, you know what? We're effing up as a company. 
Stop hiring the same CEO. I mean, <clears throat> they had one CEO that was failing, and then they hired the C. They hired rehired the CEO that started the whole crash. Hire somebody that is non woke and act. It's like CNN. CNN, you can keep hiring CEOs, but if you keep hiring CEOs that have the same ideologies, you're just going to run into the same problems. All right. So good for Disney. I'm glad to see it. I I, I want to see Disney go chapter 11. I, I would like to see Disney finally have to reorganize. I think chapter 11 is the reorganization bankruptcy. I'd like to see Disney have to go through that. And I'd like to see people lose their jobs because I like Disney. I like Disneyland. I like Disney World. I used to love their movies. I mean, I still watch a bunch of Disney movies. We still sit here with the kids. We sit here and we watch Monsters, Inc. We watch The Lion King. We watch some really good movies. And they don't do that anymore. Okay. Here, you know, California, I got to tell you, they've got some bad laws, uh, but sometimes they get it right. Now, is this this law coming out, is it going to be a good thing? I don't know if it's going to be good for the state. We'll have to see. So let's read this. This is from the Post Millennial. A Democratic-backed California bill banning contact football for youth under the age of 12 has passed the State Assembly Committee on Arts, Entertainment, Sports, and Tourism. That is that Orwellian or what? We have a Committee on Arts, Entertainment, Sports, and Tourism. Yeah, well, you know, they've got some real problems in that area. Proponents of the bill argue safety concerns and risk of traumatic brain injuries, while critics of the bill say it is discriminatory and tramples on parental rights. Assembly Bill 734, authored by Democratic State Rep. Kevin McCarthy, who serves in California's 6th District around San Sacramento, passed the, in the committee on Wednesday by a 5-2 vote. The text of the bill reads, quote, On and after January 1, 2026, the bill would prohibit the youth sports organization that conducts a tackle football program or a youth tackle football league from allowing a person younger than the age of 12 to be a youth tackle football participant through the organization or the league. During the hearing, Rep. McCarthy argued the need to impose a youth tackle football ban on, da on the dangers of cr chronic traumatic encephalopathy, I, CTE, I, I messed that up, and the risk of suicide that follows the diagnosis. He brought in medical experts to provide testimony. Now, I'm going to speak <coughs> on a platform of knowledge here. So take it with a grain of salt what I say right now. Because when someone sits there, well, I have experience, you're supposed to really just not really listen to them. But I had my son played football. And my son had suffered... Three concussions. Now, mind you, those concussions happened between eight. He wasn't 12. He was, at the time, 13, 14, on up till 17. So he was a little later. He could, according to this bill, play football. But I do not mind this bill because I do think football is dangerous. Now, that's, that's the one thing where I, I get it. It makes sense to me. 
Does it mean you should ban football? Is it a parental choice? Yeah, I think it's kind of a parental choice. I would, if I had the choice and someone came to me and, you know, my son wants to play football and people do, I, they do, we do talk about football. I said, I wouldn't do it. Go to flag or, or something else. Get out of football because it, it's just, it's not good. And I give my advice. Now, I don't say, I don't think bad of them. I don't think if you do this, you're terrible. I don't think that. So it is a parental choice. But I do understand that football is inherently very dangerous. Now, here's the thing with California, which drives me nuts. First off, this isn't going to help California. There are families out there that think their son should be in the NFL. Yes, even at the age of 10. I was one of those parents that at the age of 14, I thought my son should be playing in the Major League Baseball. He was that good. I thought he was that good. All parents think that. Well, if California bans the opportunity for a child to play in the NFL, according to the parents' mentality, what will they do to keep that kid playing in the NFL? Move out of the state that's banning banning football. So this is not necessarily a well-thought-out plan by California because you are going to have parents who, let's say, Westlake High School, Agora High School, Taft, you know, schools or football is a big thing. You're going to start banning football. Yeah, those parents are just going to move because they're, they're going to find a way to move simply so their kid can play his desired career. The other problem with this is just the pure, it's I, to say it's so stupid to call it hypocrisy is not even, I think, the right term. It's just a pure out of touch mentality of this, of this state, this government in the state of California. They're so out of touch. You guys are making laws to make it legal to sterilize kids through drugs, to mutilate kids by taking off their breasts, removing their testicles, hysterectomies, and the parents should not have a say, is what you're basically saying that. But you're, that's what affirmative care says when it comes to gender affirmative care. You're saying that a parent should not have a say on whether their kid's balls are taken off, but you should have a say on whether or not someone plays football. I I don't understand. You're worried about the health of the child when he or she plays football, but you're not concerned about sterilizing kids. You're not concerned about mutilating kids. And the parents should have nothing to say about it. So that's the one thing I would agree with conservative policies is that, you know, California, yeah, football is dangerous, but that is kind of a parent thing. That is a student thing. Um, and how can you how can you support sex change operations and hormone treatments? without the parent's knowledge, but because it's healthy for the child, but support getting kids off of football, uh, off of an extracurricular activity, which keeps them off the streets, by the way, 
because it's dangerous. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's backwards. Okay, I hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.